Welcome to Living to the Max with Laura and Zach. Have you ever wondered why some people are living the life of their dreams and others are just dreaming of living? The truth is, too many people are living an average life and accepting that as their destiny. They have bought into the lie that life is about merely surviving. And that lie is making people broke, sick, tired, and lonely. If you refuse to accept the status quo and desire to live the extraordinary life you are called to, then this podcast is for you. If you are willing to do your part to create your dream life and you desire to fulfill your God-given purpose, then welcome to the movement. The Bible says the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but that God came to give life and life in all its abundance. God created you with a purpose and designed you to live an abundant life. The question is, will you accept the life he has called you to live? Join your hosts, Laura and Zach, as together we learn from principles in the Bible how to do our part to get the most out of our finances, health, and relationships. And ultimately, how to live life to the max. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living to the Max. I am Laura. And I'm Zach. And we are so thankful you are here with us today. Um, This is week four on a series we've been doing called Your Story to Tell. And today we're talking about how choose your story or someone else will choose it for you. So the question is... Are you satisfied with your current reality? I did not ask if you were content. I asked if you were satisfied. So, you know, really think that over because this is a question that we ask ourselves and we asked our, each other and and really pondered on it and, you know, went through the motion, you know, went through the the rigor of, of thinking through it and, and really diving deep into if we were satisfied with our, our, our life and, mm-hmm. you know, our current reality, our current reality. Yeah. Not, yeah. Our reality, like what our life actually looks like currently. Um, and if, if the answer is yes for you, honestly, this probably, this, this probably is not the podcast for you to be listening to. Um, if the answer is no, um, you know, who, who or what is responsible for your dissatisfaction? And I'm going to let you in on a quick secret. I'm going to give you the answer. The answer is you. And that's the only answer. There's no one else responsible for your reality. Just you. That's it. And I would, I would actually add to that, that, um, you know, you might be like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I can be satisfied with my life. And, and this is the thing. I believe, we believe that God always gives you um, ambition for more. Like, he gives you a longing and a desire to continue to grow. And so dissatisfaction does not mean you're not happy. It does not mean you're not joyful. It does not mean you're not content. It means that you have a longing to grow and to become and continue to become the person God has um, has created you to be. And you're constantly in that motion of growth and that motion of um, longing to find your potential. And so when when Zach says, if if the answer is no for you, 
then he's right. This podcast is not for you. And he's also right, like, you're the only one who can change that. So I got to tell you, a couple years ago, um, and we asked ourselves this question, what, a couple, we've asked it to ourselves many times, but it was about, it was a couple months ago that we looked at each other and we're like, no, like that is the question we constantly answer. No, we're not satisfied. We, we, we want more, we want more out of life. So a couple of years ago, um, I vividly, vividly remember sitting in her car. I was in a little Hyundai accent, like little micro car sitting, um, at the ATM. Uh, and I remember I had, uh, I had our three-year-old son. He was sitting in the back. He had his blanket and his, I think he still had his pacifier at that point. Speaking of, he's going to interrupt our podcast right now. <laughs> he's supposed to be sleeping. Um, anyways, I vividly remember um, sitting sitting there, and he's in the back seat. And um, I remember, all right, come here. Come give me a hug. Come here. Sorry, hold on. Love you, buddy. Sweet dreams. Oh, sweet dreams, honey. All right. Sorry about that. Um, life real life but anyways I remember you know he's in the back seat and I remember we were just we were just going out to get a couple things I wanted to make something for dinner or something specific and I was like oh I just need a couple groceries and I, I was literally gonna get out like 40 bucks it might have even been 20 put the ATM card in um and I remember I put it in put in the my my code or whatever and it comes back insufficient funds and I'm like insufficient what like I don't like the word insufficient I don't like this word <laughs> and so I remember going okay well I'll just check the balance because that's got to be a mistake so I checked the balance and the balance was like eight bucks I was like uh that that doesn't sound good so I was like call my husband because I had taken the approach to finances of if I just didn't know then it would be better yeah that was the approach I took so I just was um ignorant on purpose and unaware on purpose so I call him like in a in a panic and I'm like oh my goodness what is going on like and he's like hey listen I told you it was a little bit tight it's uh, I get paid tomorrow or two days or whatever it was and and it was the next day and I just was like I just couldn't believe that that's the situation that we were in I mean, and that's a little vulnerable to tell. I don't like sharing stuff like that, but that that's was the reality we were in at that point in time. And I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, but, and you know what? At that moment, I had all sorts of emotions, uh, some fear, some anger, some, just all sorts of emotions. And my brain started to come up with reasons why this was happening. Cause I was kind of like a, like embarrassed and shame too. Like, I was like, I don't like the fact that like, we did not have a savings and nest egg. I mean, we literally had about eight bucks until the next day. <laughs> like we didn't really have a backup at that point in time. And my brain started to come up with all these reasons to justify this, you know? And so I went through the list. Well, listen, I've had, I, we had semi recently had a miscarriage and I was like, we had these medical bills and, there, uh, nobody tells you this part about miscarriages. They're emotionally hard, but they're also financially expensive. And so, you know, I was like, well, it's because of that. It's because of medical stuff. Uh, our garage door broke, and that was out of my control. And my, and Zach should have gotten uh, this raise, and he didn't because his company just is not smart you know I was just going on and on and then I you know I I had the whole well I can't work I have to take care of our son and I can't afford child and I can't and I'm stuck and it's not my fault and blah 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 blah. and these were the thoughts in my head and um I just stacked all of these things in my head about why I was a victim to these circumstances 
um, and why I couldn't do anything about them. But this is the thing. I was responsible. Me. Only me. And, I mean, since it was a situation of Zach and I together, it was us. We were responsible. Not our situation. Not the fact that we had bills. Not the fact that the garage door had broken. Not the fact that he didn't get a raise or that I, like, child care is expensive. It does, none of that, none of that mattered. It was on us, and I did not want to take that responsibility at that point in time. Yeah, so to tag on your nice story there, and I vaguely remember that but you blocked it out <laughs> uh probably a little bit um probably because there was many other times we were close and you just didn't happen to know at those points in time you did uh, a nice job of uh sheltering me I, via my own uh desire choice to be, yeah, sheltered, yeah. um so really there's there's and i will say you can't fix that which you don't know so that was a bad decision on my part so. yeah so there's two kinds of factors determining and contributing factors and as Myron Golden says, we get confused and think that contributing factors are determining factors. And yeah. it's, not, it's not the case. Contributing factors are all the factors outside of us. Situational, circumstantial, you know, oh, my car broke down and blah, blah, blah. And they're very real. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they real. are factors. They're factors. And they may make things more challenging. But they're still contributing factors. But... Determining factors are factors that are in the inside, you know, like perseverance and hard work and belief in yourself and faith in yourself and, you know, and ingenuity and creativity and and all those things, all these God-given gifts that we have. And, And to allow a, a flat tire to ruin a day or to contribute to your ongoing bad luck when really you're choosing to not focus on your blessings and your gifts and everything that you can do, you know, determining factors are the only factors that matter. So if you learn to master your mind, you know, you have to learn to master your mind because if you don't learn to master your mind, someone else will do it for you. And, and they will feed you whatever they want and you will just you will learn it and that's that's kind of how it happens and you will believe what the world tells you instead of what you know in your heart and what you um you know what you've what you've been able to learn from God and and about your gifts and how to grow those and and be self-sufficient. Well, and I was going to say too like people like to think that um cont- contributing factors are what cause them to be stuck, but it's not. You choose. You choose whether or not you're going to let yourself be stuck. Where um, and so the only factors that really matter are the determining ones, which you have control over every single one of them because they're inside of you. People like to give away their control, and they give it away to all the external stuff. And they say, "Well, I can't make money because I I grew up in a poor." family. I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of that. And we give it away. But we live in a world, I mean, let's be honest, we live in a world that teaches us um, to blame and it teaches that contributing factors are the only factors. Yeah, they do. I mean, we've been taught this like forever, like, well, you know, that you grow up in a poor home, you're going to be poor. You grow up in an unhealthy family, you're going to be unhealthy. Like you're stuck. It's static, right? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no opportunity for change or 
like you you can't be greater than your situation as exactly the, you can't the, be greater than your situation right that's that's exactly what it is and it teaches us to look for excuses it teaches us to look for someone else to take care of our problems and you said it right the other day you said um, we want people to uh, we want people to f- to fix to fix things not teach us how to learn to to you know manage them or correct them for the long term and we we want quick fix band-aids we don't want long-term learning solutions and that's why sometimes like the government will get provide money instead of teaching how to how to make how to earn money and make money money. how to provide value to the world right And, and i'm not saying everybody does that or takes advantage i'm just saying that is something that we see in our culture and that we are taught in our culture um and this is the thing it happens not just in the financial and the government realm. It happens in every realm. And we've become increasingly aware of this. And it's like this, all right? So you get sick, right? Because you haven't eaten well. I got sick because I hadn't eaten well, right? What does the world say to do? They say someone else should fix it. Take a pill. See a specialist. Someone, something else will save you, right? When in all reality, who should be saving me? Me. By doing the challenging thing of eating right. Okay? What about taking responsibility and, like I just said, taking responsibility and learning to feed your body? Um, When we run out of money because of an economic decline, what does the world say? Someone else should fix it. The government should assist. We should see a specialist uh, who can teach us how to... Invest our money. Invest our money. Well, not even teach us. Yeah, do it for us. Here, invest my money for me and... Give me big returns so I can be rich when I'm old. Again, someone else, something else will save you. But this is the thing. Only you can save you, okay? In a world, in this world, if we don't take responsibility for ourselves, no one else is going to take responsibility for, for, for us. If we don't decide to live to our potential, we never will. Somebody else can't live our potential for us. We're the only ones who can choose that. We're the only ones that can do it. And then I know there's going to be people out there who will be like, well, what about God? He can do it for me. Well, God can, but, but will he, you know, so this is my favorite quote. Jim Rohn started this quote and Myron Golden finished it for me. And I love it. So I combined two brilliant people into one big quote. We plant the seeds, God grows the trees and we can't grow the trees and God won't plant the seeds. So we have to do our part. God has already answered our prayers. And this is the thing that drives me nuts is like when you pray and you pray, but God's already answered by giving you gifts and abilities and a mind. And so, you know, he's already answered our prayers by giving us all the factors and all the gifts inside of us. Yes. Do we need him? Absolutely. And, you know, we need him to help us do things, but don't expect him to do your part. It's like, it's like this. All right. Um, it's, it's, it's like, sorry, I always go back to like health because that was one, like where my journey began. But, you know, it's like praying, like praying so bad, like, God, you know, help me to lose weight. Help me to lose weight as you are devouring like 10 Sundays and like cake and chocolate ice cream and, and like all this junk food and like, please help me to lose weight. Like, 
are you doing your part? Like, come on. Like, it's not like, it's not about that. Or like, God, help me to pass this big test as you proceed to not study and waste your time playing video games or something else. Or God, help me to, uh, you know, get in shape as you binge watch Netflix. And those are obvious examples, but we do it all the time. We're like, God, help me to find, uh, or help me to have a better marriage as you don't put the work in to have a better marriage. Like, could he like bless it? Yeah. But what about your part? And so could he, could he do it? Absolutely. Does he sometimes, I don't know, maybe, but God loves us too much to do it for us. And he is way more interested in us becoming the people he's called us to become than he is fixing everything. Because if he fixed everything, we would never become those people. It's the pain that gets us to change. Um, and if you're a parent, you know what I mean? If we did everything, for our kids, they would never become the people who could do anything for themselves. They would never become anything. They would never grow. They would never evolve. Um, and ultimately it would be very negative for them, a very negative impact for them. And God in his infinite wisdom is like our father who, um, you know, he's not going to do everything for us. And we're like the kids who are asking the parent or the dad to tie their shoes for the 10th millionth time and it's like no you know we just started doing this with our son a little bit like pushing him to do to do more yeah. and you know it's uncomfortable it's challenging he doesn't want to but one well, it's awkward for him and you know you just want to help but but if if every time he you know he's a little shaky doing something you swoop in you swoop in and do it for him then he's he's not going to get the reps to do it like he can like he can make toast and it might be a little bit awkward and he might drop the toast and he might he might make, <laughs> he a, did he might the make a huge mess with the peanut butter that he puts on it and it might not go as smooth and it might take five extra minutes but he's it's learning. always gonna it's always gonna take five extra minutes if he never gets the chance to learn because and he's learning growing. learning is putting in the reps. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just not going to be good at stuff the first time you try. It's just how it works. Yeah. And, it, um, and it's growing to become something more. And anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways. So, sorry, I get really intense on this. This is a passion. Of I know. You basically nudged me out of the way and stole I, the mic I, for a while. Anyway, uh, it's all good. I love it. It's fiery. Um, a couple of quotes to ponder. Uh, so this, is, this has been from a leadership course that I took at work years ago and it's stuck with me ever since. Um, so Victor Frankel, uh, who is an amazing guy. So check him out if you get the chance, but he says between stimulus and response, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So, um, Sorry, I was writing something down because I just remembered it and I didn't want to forget it. I just listened to this the other day and that quote made me think of it is, um, what's the guy we just listened to? The chicken soup for the soul dude. Uh, not John Victor Hansel. Mark. Mark, uh, Mark Victor Hansen. No, not Mark Victor Hansen. The other guy. Um, ah, I can't think of it. I'll remember it. Um, he's a really good dude and I can't remember right now, but, um, he said, and he has this equation he got from somebody else. And it's exactly what Victor Frankl explained It's event plus response equals outcome. So for example, and he used this example, we're all going through the same 
global event right now, a quarantine, a crisis, you know, but our response to it is going to equal our outcome. Okay. The only thing that we often have, um, any, uh, control, control, thank you over is the only thing we have have is control over is the response. But when you add that to the event, it's always going to change the outcome. And so it's just mind blowing. So, yeah. Anyways, so that made me think, do you find his name? No, you have to look for it. Mm. Okay, I'll do that in a minute. So um, the other quote, I heard this from George Washington Carver. It said, 99% of failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. And again, that is just going back to that whole idea that it is, um, I cannot multitask. I was going to no. try to look for that, but. All right, I'll do the last quote. You look. So you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstance, the season, or the wind, but you can change yourself. Jim Rome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you just at the end of the day, you really have to decide, you know, what what you desire your story to be. Jack Canfield. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um. And really, if you don't if you don't decide what you want, you know, somebody will decide for you and you may not like it. And I don't know about you, but I really don't like people making choices for me. But there's good news. The good news is this is it's never too late to make the decision to change. There's never too late to change your response. There's never too late to respond in that space, like Victor Frankel was saying, and change that response. Um, so if you're, you know, if you answered that first question that Zach said, you're not satisfied with your current reality. And I would argue that we should never be satisfied with our current reality because there's always more growth to be had. This is true. Um, the good part is you get to change it. You do. So if you're not satisfied, change it. Yeah. Stop waiting for somebody else to do something for you and start making changes yeah. because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And, you know, you get to choose where you spend your energy. You can choose spending your energy um, complaining and looking for somebody else to do something to fix your problem or you can change. you can spend your energy solving the problem for yourself and doing something for yourself. And I would argue that if you don't know where to start, start by examining your mindset. Start by reading books from successful people and put your energy into becoming somebody different. So with that, do you have any final words? Uh, No, I don't think. Just, uh, you know, start start making some changes. Start making some changes. (laughs) Don't overthink it. Do it now. Um, Sorry, that's a little thing that we have. But, um, yeah, so, you know, be encouraged. you have you have one response away from changing the rest of your life. So um, with that, we hope that you have a fantastic, fantastic day. And um, yeah. Be blessed. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast episode. We want to invite you to head over to our Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com backslash Laura and Zach, that's L-A-U-R-A-A-N-D-Z-A-K. All one word. So head over to facebook.com backslash Laura and Zach. There you can uh, keep up to date on all the stuff that we're up to. Uh, and we were we just enjoyed hanging out and sharing with you today. And we hope that you have a fantastic day.